Welcome back to the grandstand. It's been a while. It's been a minute since we've had an episode, so uh, that wasn't deliberate, but you get two Ferrari V10s screaming in your ears. (laughs) We're back after the summer break, and it does look like the championship fight is pretty much over. But before we get into that, P Money here in Paris, and we got F Knowles in New York. What is going on? Yo, I mean, it's technically, I mean, mathematically, it's not over, but um, you know. Ferrari just doing Ferrari shit out here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a few scenarios on how Max could lose the world championship, but it takes a lot of imagination. <laughs> uh, but, in, but in the meantime, before we get to that, because, you know, we obviously we raced at Spa this year, um, unlike last oh, yeah, year. We actually raced there and we're going back. And we're going back. They announced that we're, they got like a, it was like a really small announcement. So I don't know how, uh, how long that deal is going to be. But in the meantime, we got Audi announcing that they're coming into F1 in 2026 and most likely going to be like an Alfa Romeo buyout or takeover. And Porsche is still, I mean, it's pretty much everyone knows it's happening. They'll follow in 2026, but not official yet. But also, last time we um, recorded a podcast, we had you know the beginning of this uh, Alpine, McLaren, uh, bit of a mix-up there. And uh, McLaren has now officially announced that uh, Danny Rick will not be racing for them next year. So he gets the boot officially from McLaren. Yeah, man. Um, I think we need to... I've got, I've got some, something to say on that, but um, I think we rolled that intro. Question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. Alright, so back with that intro so we'll we'll get into the dr3 conversation a little later uh but first let's see what happened in spa this weekend we had fia new regulations uh regarding the floor for driver safety and a lot of people thought that might make things you know a little tighter at the front but actually it looks like red bull has got even more pace now max verstappen was in a league of his own I think one of the most dominant performances I've seen in recent history, winning his 29th Grand Prix from P13 on the grid after a lot of drivers had engine penalties, uh, picking up Red Bull's 85th win in F1 and grabbing the fastest lap, his 20th of his career. So full points for Max this weekend. And pretty much now I'm wondering when is Max actually going to mathematically win the title? Because Dude. there is no more fight. I mean... It from from what it looks like, he could actually win it in Singapore, and that's what. Where's Where's Singapore? 
That's um, in three races. In three races. Mathematically could win it in Singapore. Yeah. They're saying that it could happen in Singapore, but it most likely will already happen in Japan. And at the rate, you know, at which Ferrari is scoring points right now, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty much a drawn conclusion. Now Ferrari doesn't even have a driver in the top two because Red Bull, after their 1-2 in Belgium, are 1-2 in the championship as well. I mean, dude, as, as someone who... Um... As someone who shit on who can't stand seeing Max's face on the podium, um, maybe that's why I was so checked out of this race. I don't know. I was like watching. <laughs> I was watching the, you know, watching qualifying, you know, the practice qualifying highlights, all that stuff. And I actually didn't get to watch. I watched the start live, and then um, had to watch the race on replay. But um, man, I don't. I don't know who, like, what to. I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm literally baffled. I'm uh, Ferrari. Just, um, I'm glad that I'm not like a full blown part of the Tifosi because I would be throwing shit at walls. I mean, I would be you know, a full th- Donkey Kong during races. I think at this point, it's like it's like there's no more hope. So at this point, it's just like it's getting ridiculous. And I'm hoping that Ferrari is actually thinking of next year but if like i i watched like all practice and qualifying and it just seemed that rebel was like even quicker and had a bigger gap to everyone i mean everyone was just miles off the pace um and it just it was inevitable like max was starting p13 but everyone was kind of thinking i mean he's gonna win from whatever position isn't that crazy though it's crazy he's done it it the last race now he's doing it again it's just like wherever he starts he wins and it's it's a it's a testament to Red Bull, but it's it's more of a testament to him because, you know, oh yeah, you look at where I mean Ferrari started in the back. Um, I mean, we can also talk about the amount of fucking grid penalties uh, that were on the grid this weekend. It was insane. It, like, what? Why? Why is this happening? Yeah, um, there's a lot of confusion. But for all you out there who don't understand why it happened here, it's because Spa is one of the best tracks to pass on. And it makes sense. If you have a fast car, you might as well take it there. I mean, Mercedes used to do it a lot, actually, back in the day um, at this track as well. And I think there were seven total. Seven. And even that's, that's a lot. Gasly, yeah. Gasly and Tsunoda were starting from the pit lane. A lot of people said, it's oh, it's to make way for Max. But I think Max was like, he didn't need anyone. Like, he could just overtake the whole grid the whole entire field with ease. He didn't need any any help from the Alpha Tauris, but yeah, he finished 18 seconds ahead of his teammate Checo in the same car. Well, where Checo starts P2. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing you got to you have to you have to say like, you know, Jesus Christ, Max, like what what are you what what is this dude on right now? Like, you know, the Red Bulls look great, don't get me wrong, but Max is like the gap to 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 Checo is what really I think cements Max's performances right now. Um, yeah, and I mean I just can't stand seeing his irky ass face on the on the podium, bro. <laughs> but well, he's he's the best driver on the grid right now, hundred percent. There's nothing you can't deny. It. Oh, for sure. And honestly, uh, for all. All you Merck and Ferrari fans out there, I 
I'm afraid that we're entering like a, another cycle of just like utter domination. And like the next four or five years could just be Max doing what basically Lewis was doing. And it kind of, kind of throws the whole rule reset, you know, uh, back, you know, this whole reset doesn't make sense for me anymore because this team is so far ahead of everyone. And I know you might be thinking, oh, well, Ferrari and Mercedes are probably thinking uh, of like next year's car, but so is Red Bull. They've got so much. They're so far ahead that they can do the same thing as well. I have so more I'm, faith. I'm afraid of that. Yeah, I have more faith in Mercedes to challenge than Ferrari. Like at this point. Oh, me too. You know, like, you know, Max. um Max aside, like I think as a team, Mercedes is probably the best team at problem solving on the grid. Um, just I think they 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 just I I really like the way that they operate as a team. But um, no man, I mean, it, but it, 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 let's talk about the present. Like this is this is Red Bull's championship to lose, barring any huge fuck ups. Um. Oh yeah. yeah, I think or, there's there's a few ways he could lose. Is maybe maybe he goes on holiday and gets kidnapped and misses maybe eight races. Yeah, uh, that might be one. But I feel like of COVID. Yeah, but gets gets COVID and monkeypox and can't <laughs> race until the last race of the season, and we have like a one-off battle again. <laughs> but you you would need like really good Hollywood scriptwriters for that one. I think he's got this in the bag and. He might. I think he could even beat a lot of records. Some records he could beat is um, most races won in a season, which is now currently owned by uh, Sebastian Vettel at 13. I mm. think realistically he could win. Uh, he's at nine right now. He could win five out of the last eight races easy. Um, he might even win the last eight races. <laughs> and like that, that would be another record of how many wins in a row. But yeah, um, what I thought was pretty funny is that uh, Max and... Charles were starting from the back because Charles also had engine penalty. And, you know, there, you know, we might have had like a nice fight through the field of both drivers, but at the, at the start, um, one of Max's tear offs got stuck in Leclerc's brake ducts. Did it really? Yeah. So there's like video evidence, like when you look at the onboards and, and obviously like there's all these memes. There's a very good race for memes, even if it wasn't a very good race, like competitively, but there's a lot of memes out there. Um, and yeah, so you see Charles uh, get the tear off from Max, uh, I think on the, on the warm up lap. And they're all like, uh, and all these Mario Kart, like banana appeal <laughs> memes are coming up. So what the fuck ruined- is Max doing taking a tear off off on the warm up lap though? I mean, why not? I think it, it wasn't a warm up. It was um, during the safety car. Sorry, because they were right oh, behind each other. Yeah. All right, safety car, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, and the thing is, like Checo, even Checo, you know, on Max's pace was like, you know what? Max was just flying this weekend. He had no answer. So can't even be, be mad at Checo. It's just that one driver is just that good. You just got to give him props for that. And I have not much more to say on Max. Like perfect weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's there really isn't anything to say, dude. Like he. Uh, just Red Bull, and and we're going to you know Zandvoort next weekend. Oh, you know this be a big party for him there. Yeah, like me. great. I get to see more orange. Lovely. I can't wait. <laughs> um, God, I'm so over it. Like the orange army's getting getting. But I guess you know this. Well, does, get used to get used to it, my yeah, friend. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is like this is Red Bull. You know, Red Bull supporter payback for the years of Merck domination. Um, I guess I'm, you know, the tides have turned my friend. 
Absolutely. And you know what? I, but let's just, you know, also just to, to say something on Spa is that Spa is a bit of a special track in that um, you can accentuate certain features of the car. If the car is built for like fast speed tracks, like I'm that people are saying they're not going to be as dominant in Zandvoort. But looking at what he did last year there, he, he was like above everyone else. So let's see. Let's get on to Ferrari, though. Um, Carlos Sainz actually had his second pole of his career here, but it, it was not a real pole because he inherited um, pole due to Max's uh, uh, penalties. But one thing I can say for Sainz that he had a great start, pulled away, and no like strategy fuck-ups on his side, uh, which is saying a lot for Ferrari when they don't do anything crazy. Uh, you can't say this. You, you can't say the same for Leclerc. I mean, uh, okay, the the tear off was not not his fault, right? So he had to pit on in the end of you know first lap or I think that was lap four. Uh, but Leclerc is in P five, and I don't know if you like noticed the whole radio exchange with his with his engineer. It was as if they were asking him. It was a lot of like conversation, and maybe it's a new approach that they're trying out like being more transparent but it just seems to be even worse than before in my opinion um when they're asking and like charles even said like if it were up to me i would not pay for fastest lap in the end they did anyway and they fucked it up they timed it in a way that charles had one lap to do to get fastest lap but he had to pass alonso and charles sped in the pit lane as well pitting for it so he ended up getting passing alonso not getting fastest lap and getting a five-second penalty, so losing that place to Alonso. Yeah, man. I mean, so, a net loss in points, actually. I mean, I, I want to. What is that strategy? I don't know. I mean, I, one thing I do want to say is just go back to Carlos for a second. Is like, you know, you look at Carlos, who's still in the lead, and like that Ferrari still, you know, finished on P. Uh, what finished P three? So like that goes to show that like the car itself like just doesn't have what it takes to compete with a Red Bull right now. 27 seconds. Yeah. And he started Max. He started started P one. Um, and like then, then yeah, I mean the Charles saga and it's really what it's becoming is just a saga. I don't know how they haven't fired his race strategist yet. It kind of represents for me his whole season, except that, okay. It's like the one weekend where they're not showing pace really, but in terms of random events that are uh, affecting his race uh, strategy and also him making mistakes because it wasn't all Ferrari. It was also him right. as well. Uh, it's just, yeah. And I love like he came back and he's like, yeah, I had to come back fully refreshed. And this is a race that happens like after uh, the summer break. It's, yeah, I think at this point they're not going to say it, you know, in public, but they're probably uh, all focusing on 2023. And I'll tell you who else is focusing on 2023 is Mercedes because after a run of like incredible podium runs by Hamilton and results by both drivers, um, well, Hamilton brought that to an end on a first lap incident with Alonso. So uh, he actually DNF'd and now that brings the whole, fi- the whole field is now DNF'd officially. Hamilton is the only one not to have um, DNF this year. And it's a bit of a shame because they did have a uh, better race pace and Hamilton is actually finding Alonso for P2 at the moment at, at at that time and who knows what he could have done I think with that pace he could have clearly been on the podium uh, but there was an incident 
and Alonzo had some choice words uh, towards Lewis. Um, first of all, calling him an idiot, which happens, you know, uh, I think we've all called people worse even as we're driving oh, yeah. <laughs> on, I mean... <laughs> on, on the freeway, you know. <laughs> I'm so. pretty sure I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i mean especially in new york list. yeah in new york um, <laughs> for some reason when i'm driving in new york um i turn into an egregious asshole um yeah i think you have to yeah just, you, you, you do know. you kind of do like and people just make stupid mistakes and like you're giving middle fingers left and right so you know in a formula one race where the stakes are much higher <laughs> um i guess you could be forgiven but um nah he also went on to call him like, so he called him an idiot and he said, this guy only knows how to drive off in first place and win from there. Um, which is some, That's some- which I, I think it's a very loaded statement because I think there's a lot of, a lot of layers to that statement. Obviously Lewis had a lot of success. Maybe Alonso didn't have as much as he wanted and, or thought he deserved. And uh, I think any chance Alonso gets to show the world that he is Fernando Alonso, he does. And that was one of those. So, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I want to hear what you thought about it because I know like you're, you've not always been a Fernando fan. And recently you were almost taking warming, him off your shit list. Yeah, warm, yeah he was like <laughs> almost warming up to him. I would say that um, almost off my shit list. And but then, then, but. <laughs> and then he goes ahead and like opens his mouth again. And this is why he's only a two time world champion and couldn't find a seat. And only, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a, no, that's a I mean, right. no, no, no. I mean, I think Fernando could have had many more world championships. I mean, I'm not taking away what he accomplished, but mm, um, gotcha. I think he made a lot of wrong moves in his career. And, um, you know, he's got a, he runs his mouth and like, quite <laughs> frankly, like, yes, Lewis fucked up. And Lewis is willing to admit that. Like, he's like, yeah, I just didn't see him there. And like, it, you know, in Lewis's defense, to some degree, you know Fernando was in his blind spot, but you still, his first lap, you don't, you don't, no, you don't turn uh, in that hard. Like you just, you know, no, no, you don't. And he, and he knew he was going side by side, right? Uh, and and Alonso's not the kind of driver who's going to lift off to let you go, especially if it's Hamilton, right? So, you know what I mean? There are just some circumstances there that, like, you know, I think Lewis could have made a better decision. He recognizes that, but to say that Lewis you know, doesn't know, only knows how to drive the idiot comment. Isn't even what pissed me off. You know, like drivers <laughs> yeah. call them each other idiots or worse, you know, fucking max <laughs> called someone a Mongol, which is like, Jesus, like, come on, man. Like, uh, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to open that up again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> but he did. Yeah. That's the, we've talk. had C we've had C words thrown around. Yeah. By Yuki. C words, <laughs> you know, um, you know, that's the Dutch for you, but, um, <laughs> uh, I just think getting back on track here, I think the comments from Fernando were, you know, probably in the heat of the moment. Cause he was still in the car. Um, would he have said them out of the car? I'm not sure. Um, probably still would have. And I think they're just, they're, they're misplaced. Um, if I were Lewis, I wouldn't talk to Fernando for a while with that, that kind of shit. If that's cause that, that, that comes from, that comes from like 2007 at McLaren. That comes from all the years that they raced after that. Um, oh, yeah. you know, so if like, if that's really how Fernando thinks like, you know, sure you can have that opinion, but like, bro, he's got seven world titles and you've got two. So like who made, who's. 
who's who here. Um, yeah, I think I think Fernando's legacy, unfortunately, will kind of be him proving, <laughs> trying to prove to people that he, as you said, you know, should have had more than he accomplished, which is a bit sad, honestly. Um, yeah. Because I mean, you know, winning two titles is is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just like the way. level the level of saltiness there is just so high. Yeah, it, I think it's entertaining though. It, it's good for F one for like the drama th- sake, but in terms of respect, they were teammates. I think they had good respect for each other. But I think Hamilton even said it. He's like, yeah, I admit full. I'll take full blame. Uh, but after he, uh, someone's like, I think the interviewer said like, oh, uh, and uh, Fernando said this. He's like, it doesn't really matter. He hadn't heard it yet. What he said, I take responsibility. And then later he was asked again. He's like, oh, and he had heard what he said. He's like, well, it's good to know what he thinks about me now. Um, which is, it's true, you know, in those moments, you know, the truth kind of comes out as well. And he said, well, now I have no reason to go talk to him anymore. And I I will say that, you know, there's a lot of Lewis haters out there, but in this situation, Lewis is definitely like the more mature one. And given like what's happened the last like 12 months with him, I feel like he is a pretty mature driver. Um, some of, if, even like some of the multiple, multiple world champions weren't as cool headed, you know, uh, and he admitted to, he admitted and he took the, the blame for it. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, he, didn't, he I think, didn't shy away from that either. You know, that was the, no, the, yeah. the important thing. Um, he saw yeah, what happened. You know, exactly. And, yeah. You know, and then ultimately had to had a DNF. So first time, he think, D, first time he DNF this year. Yeah, too. First time. Yeah. So now every driver is DNF. But what's funny is that Alonso just loves being the bad guy. I think it's become. I don't know if it's like I don't know if he has a PR team, uh, and if he does, they're clearly taking that angle uh, of. Because what he did by signing with Aston and you know just you know raising hell in F one silly season, uh, he he lives for that and uh, he just loves to be relevant. Also, uh, but he had a great race. Also, uh, before we talk about Alonso's race, though, Russell um, Russell showed the pace that the Mercedes had, which uh, thank God for Merck fans was uh, way better than what it was in qualifying because they were they were respectively like at one point seven for Lewis and one and two seconds for Russell off the pace, which is nuts. Even if it is the longest lap of the year, but, uh, cooler conditions really help out apparently. Uh, but yeah. in the race, they, they weren't doing so badly. And I think that, you know, looking at this, like, you know, Lewis would have definitely been up there. He could have been, I think it could have been maybe a P3 or it would have been a strong P4, P5. Um, yeah, for I, mean, them. The, the Mer- I mean, George showed that the Mercs had pace, man. Yeah, he was kind of catching Carlos, who's kind of on a weird, uh, on a weird tire uh, degradation in the end. Uh, but Alonso P five, uh, obviously benefiting from that beautiful uh, Ferrari strategy for fastest lap, uh, and uh, Ocon P seven also. Uh, Ocon started was one of those drivers who had engine penalties, so I'm not sure where he started, uh, but definitely not where he qualified because he had out qualified. Fernando actually in this race and Ocon had let me check this out Ocon was in the back I think he was 15th yeah um and he uh 16th finishes 7th with probably like the most exciting piece of you know racing in the race where he had a double overtake on Vettel and Gasly which kind of reminded us of Hakkinen and Schumacher in 98 uh so pro- I think Alpine clearly has the fourth strongest package now, and it's looking good. It's looking good, and uh, I wonder if Alonso is uh, not regretting that decision. But uh, I want to give a what quick shout out to Ocon this weekend because Ocon showed uh, that on a driver's track, 
that he he can hang with Alonzo, who's in great great form? shape these days. Yeah, yeah I think form. form. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, it's interesting the the back and forth. Obviously, you know the the ongoing drama, which we'll get to with between you know Danny Rick and Oscar Piastri and Fernando. You know, going to to um, to take Vettel's seat. Um, I think Alpine's got to feel pretty good about themselves, right? Like they've got to. Oh yeah. Um, and, and like, honestly, this is what Fernando does has done his entire career. He has left a team that <laughs> is on the rise to go to another team that is on the back foot. And I just, I, I actually don't really understand his move to Aston Martin because from my perspective, they show no promise for the future. I don't really know even what to think. I don't necessarily even have an opinion on Aston Martin. <laughs> wow. Savage. Yeah, but dude, I, I don't know where that comes from because they're, they're ninth in the, in the championship. You know, I'll give you my, like just my hot take on Alonzo's move. Yeah. Let's hear it. Rumor is he's getting paid close to 20 mil a year, right? For a multi-year right deal. Now. No, 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 not right now. Um, oh, for the new at, deal. For for Aston. So not only, so I think, you know, we all know Alonso is a very proud man. Um, and basically Alpine was saying, yo, bro, you're too old for us to give you a two-year deal. We're going to give you a one-year deal because we know that there's nowhere else you can go. But obviously we saw how that, unfold, we, how that unfolded. He saw that opportunity. He said, well, I'm going to go for a two slash three-year deal. And think about it. He probably thinks this is what I. This is my my personal opinion. He probably thinks he's not going to win a championship with Alpine, right? If they only give him a year, so might as well go and like basically get the moolah at Aston. And on the off shot, like you know, because Aston is investing a lot. What if they are? Uh, what if they are up the grid next year? You know, they've probably started working on next year's car very early on. So not only will he be making 20, 20 million a year, close to that. Who knows? He might have a competitive car as well. It's a, it's a gamble, but I'll tell you what: his bank account—that's not a gamble. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is that he's a money grabbing whore. Uh, <laughs> like what? I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't. I, I respect Alonzo. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it in those words. Right, but right, right, right. I mean, was, you know, we've seen. There. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fern. Fern, you know, Fern boy. it's it's also i mean you know he's not the only driver to do it you know we've seen our boy danny rick uh when he didn't know where to go he went for the (laughs) for the team alonzo's leaving you know he went for the big money there so who knows um but in terms of you know aston you know they they do look like shit most weekends but they've been scoring points semi-regularly and they did score points this race and uh, i think vettel finished uh vettel finished p8 starting from the from not from yeah, you starting in the midfield, uh, and it does seem like there there's some momentum there. Clearly, not as much as Alpine, but so who knows how that plays out? And you know, we saw Murray come from like dominating the last part of 2021 to now being third slash maybe second on their good day. So who knows how it could shape up next year? Uh, before we get into like the the silly season, though, I want to give a big shout out to uh, well, first of all. Gasly finally is back in the points. Yeah, in, wow. In P nine at a and it's been it's been rough for him. It's been a long, frustrating year. Uh, so that was a great track, I think, for him to to get some points and recognition. And Alex motherfucking Albon with that freshly dyed red hair. Not only Dude, did he <laughs> make it to Q three, he made it to Q three at Spa within a Williams, and he was regularly the fastest. He was purple in sector one 
like even during the race. I don't know what's going on with that Williams, but they are fast in a straight. Yeah, and he I, scores a point for P10. Bravo, my friend. Well done. He um he should just keep that hair. It looks terrible, but you know if it if it means <laughs> if it means he's gonna start scoring points, like big ups to you, man. Like do do you do you, you know, man. And when you see what his teammate did on lap, what is it? I think it was the first lap, right? Uh, so we 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 couldn't give her predictions for this for Spa, but if we had given Latifi, for me that was a hundred percent a Gromo moment when he went off the gravel. Spun around like in the corner, Botas had to get off the track onto the gravel, otherwise there was contact, and he ended he ended Botas's race. For me, Latifi showed exactly why he will no longer have a seat next year. Yeah, I mean that you know, taking out Valtteri um on his birthday. On his fucking birthday, dude. You know, man. Listen, we're the same age. Me, you know, Valtteri and I, um, you know, big respect for my 89 babies out there. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Nikki? As they call him in the in the paddock. Go Tifi. Yeah. Struck Ooh, again. Go um, Tifi. What was weird is that those Williams were super fast in sector one. It was it was crazy. The memes for that also this weekend were ridiculous because Go Tifi actually had the fastest sector one throughout qualifying. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he did. There's something about that Williams, it's, I mean, in, because Sector 1 at Spa is pretty much just full on. You have one corner, then you have full acceleration for 25 seconds. So the way the Williams works there is, I don't know, other teams need to look at that because they're fast there. Uh, but, you know, this brings us to our silly season uh, talk because obviously DR3 got the boot. Um, I feel sad. I feel sad for Danny Rick, uh, but also F1 is a tough. It's a tough business, man. It's a tough sport, and uh, it just wasn't working out. And I think they tried to make it uh, an amicable uh, parting, you know, uh, breakup. Yeah, but I, I'm I can't help but feel a little salty if I were. I'm salty, Jenny Rick. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I because oddly enough, McLaren has had their own struggles this year. I mean, we've seen it with Lando. Um, oh yeah, talk about underperforming. You know, and and. I just, I I understand, the, and obviously, like these decisions are made based on data that we will never see. But, um, yeah, Danny Rick is too good of a driver not to be an F one right now. And you know, if the nature of the game means that he's going to be, you know, without a seat next year, which it's going to be interesting. Like I think he, I'm I don't know who to be more upset with. Like actually, it's just McLaren. I think McLaren has handled this really terribly. You know, the Piastri mm-hmm. thing is, is, is fucked up. Um, you know, both on Oscar Piastri's part and on McLaren's part. Um, you know, if I'm Otmar Safmauer, like I am making sure that motherfucker's in my seat next year, you know, whether he wants to be or not. Oh, you think so? Is that what you would do? Okay, no, so- why? Out of principle, because the, I mean, Alpine paid for that entire Ooh. kid's like come up. And here he is basically yeah. timing him. <laughs> And saying like, all right, well, um, I'm going to go drive for McLaren now. And, and you know, what's interesting is we did just mention like McLaren is well behind Alpine at the, you know, uh, 20 points. Yeah. Right now they were tied a few races ago. Yeah. You know, they're, they're behind McLaren and, and I don't see McLaren 
having the consistency to, to finish above them this season. So I don't know. I mean, for Danny Rick, like it's going to be interesting to see how the, you know, we'll, we could find out even right now what the ruling was on the Piastri thing. Um, it's, but it's coming up this week. Yeah. yeah. They had, they had the, so the hearing and, was yesterday. Yeah. And it should come out this week. So <laughs> McLaren and spa talk about a bad weekend. P12, P15. Mm. <sighs> Terrible. It's just like, dreadful so you think so you would hold so okay hypothetically if the crb rules in favor of alpine saying that they have a contract with him you as atmar or slash alpine you would say yeah we'll take you back you do that out of principle yeah yeah i would um you know what else they could do what oh god you have a theory i have a few theories no i mean i i mean the the only seat that I see Danny Rick even wanting is that Alpine seat, but there would have to be, uh, I mean the whole they've had a change of management since he left. You know, obviously Surreal's not Surreal's not there anymore, and a lot of the people that were you know worked there uh, with Surreal have been have been you know have been uh, eighty six. So, um, you know, have moved around. There's still going to be some people around who might feel salty about it, but at this point, like. Danny Rick is more than a capable driver. Um, he's a proven Grand Prix winner. And you know what? Maybe in some ways it's like, you know what? Step off, Oscar. We're going to take Danny Rick because um, he's a proven driver. And we're going to be better off for it. Who knows? Yeah. So I, in I the think short that, term, though. Yeah. I think I think Danny Rick uh, wants to keep racing in F1. Uh, from what he from his Instagram video, it seems like he's not done with F1. Um, are there any top seats available? No. Uh, cause you know, Checo's doing really well. Uh, Mercedes, that's all locked up. Um, unless, unless Lewis is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done with this, but I don't think so. I think Lewis still wants to, to have at least a competitive year and compete for a title one more time. So what are the options? Alpine is clearly the most competitive. He knows the team, but he also, you know, maybe, you know, there's some bad blood, but it seems like he could go back. And Otmar has also said that. But there's also, I've heard other rumors that there's, so first of all, there's a seat for sure opening up at uh, Haas because Mick Schumacher and Ferrari have broken their contract or ended their contract or not renewed it, which means that Mick Schumacher is no longer, no longer protected by the Ferrari Academy. And will most likely not drive for Haas next week, uh, next year. Wow. And there's some rumors that are saying that Haas could be a good spot for Danny Rick. Um, they're on the up. Um, could be a, a good team uh, for him. It's an American team. He, you know, he's big in America. But the other one I've heard is that what if, because we know Gotifi <laughs> is on the out. Yeah. What if Danny Rick said, okay, I I think Alpine would be the easy choice and I could probably, you know, fight for good points and podiums there. What if he said, I want to build something new, like my legacy, where he goes to a team where his teammate is Albon, who he'd most likely beat, I think, and tries to build something as his last challenge in F1. And Williams, for me, has one of the strongest pedigrees in F1. And I could see that happening. I could see him wanting that challenge if he's really still motivated. Because then he could take the whole glory of you know leading Williams back, um, but who knows what he'll decide? Does he want to go back to something he knows, tried and proven, or does he want to risk a new project? 
Time will tell. I don't know, man. It's it's hard to say right now. I mean, he's got. I mean, I've had the theory that he eventually goes to IndyCar, which I do think will happen. I still, mm. for some reason, think that Danny Rick will will try his hand at IndyCar. Um, yeah, I believe I I agree with you. 100%. I I think you know if not like a full season, at least like try the Indy 500, um, which would be fucking sick. <laughs> I would yeah, I'd, love I'd, that. I'd watch dude. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he would hard charge the shit out of that. Um, but it's hard to say right now. I mean, it, this, I think it's, everybody's waiting to see what the ruling is. I don't think anybody's and they're setting up, you know, different scenarios. It's like, all right, if the ruling is in favor of, you know, Piastri going to McLaren, um, then, we've got scenario a you know it's like it's like a race strategy except for the yeah, silly, like, except silly season strategy <laughs> it's like ferrari you know there's plan a through like g i think yeah for ferrari. through z and they usually you know, go uh, with like not even a letter yeah they're like yeah they're they're in like the combination of letters plan yeah. a b uh but there's also like talk about gasly going to alpine which i think i've and i've said this on this podcast before i think that would make the most sense which means that mick would slide into the red bull family at alpha tauri which kind of uh echoes some of the comments made by helmet recently saying that yeah, yeah we're, we're keeping an eye on mick why not who knows what can happen in the future it it seems like that could, that could well happen and you know if that does happen I'll tell you what marcus erickson with his crazy predictions <laughs> could be right man what was what was his prediction again he had said uh jenny rick to haas uh actually i'd have to go back and look at it but i he, he had put mick and um mick at alpha tauri wow maybe you know maybe maybe marcus erickson has a has a hand in f1 management in his future <laughs> <laughs> maybe man uh well we, we won't know i think maybe um by next weekend we might just know where oscar oscar piastri whether he can race at mclaren or not uh i think i personally think that um alpine is doing this to get retribution from mclaren like i think they're going for like okay you want uh oscar well you're gonna you're gonna pay us i think that's one of the because i don't know if they actually want him to drive their car anymore yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like everybody would. It, it would be a really awkward season if he was in that seat next year. It's happened before in F one, you know. Yeah. Crazier things like you know Jensen Button had signed for Williams and he went to the CRB and they're like, nope, you're actually going to race for your your team. And in the end, you know, he ended up having his best season ever. So things can can turn very quickly, but we'll find out soon and maybe by the end of this week. Uh, but we have we're in the middle of a triple header here and we are going to Zandvoort next. And it is time now for the Zandvoort predictions Ooh. on the stand. Um, quick recap, 127 to 79 with eight races to go. And it is your turn, sir, what is to that? give your predictions. That's 48 points. God. Um, still, season's not over. Um, I think the Ferraris actually go pole. So I'm going to go. Um, this, is, this, this track could suit them. Um, it could be a chance for them to to get some points. That's what I've heard. But remember strategy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I, I think I think Charles actually gets pole. Okay. And then I'm going Max P1. I think Max wants to win in front of the Dutch fans as much as <laughs> yeah. I can't stand the Orange Army. Um, I think Charles gets P2. Carlos P3. That's a strong Ferrari. Weekend. I think Ferrari does do well. Um, 
Pacheco P4, and I'm going to go Lewis P5. I think Lewis has a comeback weekend. And what about a Gromo? Because there's that, that banking now, and we're going to have DRS in the banking apparently this week. Oh, my God. This is going to be a fucking shit yeah. show. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to go with Latifi again. Um, it's not a roll. Poor guy. Yeah, Latifi. <laughs> All right. I had a similar one, but I think that Max absolutely destroys everyone at home. And it's going to be the Max show again. Uh, pull for him. P1. I think Leclerc gets P2. I had Perez in P3. Uh, Hamilton in P4. And then Russell. Um, wow. I asked about science. I think science gets another hit of maybe bad luck here. And uh, Mike Romo is going to go for to Yuki. I feel like we no. only choose Yuki, Latifi, or Stroll, <laughs> and like not so much, not so much Lance. But um, he got a haircut, though. Good for him. <laughs> changed, finally changed that dumbass haircut he had. Did he? I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't yeah, really. Pay I think. Attention I to think, that. or maybe he just had helmet hair that made it look better. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got a bad haircut when when taking off your helmet, you look better taking off your helmet than when you did before you put it on. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that uh, that uh, famous Belgian air or humidity, whatever it is up there. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, it's going to be an orange weekend. Uh, not for McLaren, I'm sorry to say. But yeah, it's going to be Max Mania in Sanford and uh, DRS in the banking. I'm looking forward to that because uh, that's always fun to have a bank corner. But DRS and less grip there. Ooh, you have some tasty moments there. So hopefully Latifi gets to gets down to business, gives us, gives us a show, maybe a little safety car action. Ah, dude, that would be, I, I think that's because this, there's not a lot of great passing on this track. Um, it's pretty tight circuit. Um, Very fast. Yeah. Not so fast. No, actually, if I remember. But, um, you know, maybe we'll get some rain up there this weekend. Oh, some Dutch, some that's, that's what, uh, who was it? I think, I think it was Gasly was like, maybe we'll get some Dutch rain. Actually, right now, there is uh, chances of rain on race Ooh, day. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's too late for our predictions. 70%, 70% precipita- chance of precipitation on Sunday. I like that. I like that. Well, time will tell if uh, Latifi shines or if it's the Mac show or maybe both. Who knows? We might get a little <laughs> double. Um, and, uh, you know. Let's just see what Ferrari comes up with this weekend. <laughs> or doesn't. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as usual, we'll be back to call them out on it. So <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.